February edition. It's um, oh, it's it's just jam packed full with awesome. Um, and with, with us today, the usual legends. Uh, we have uh, Mr. John McNamara. Hello. And uh, Mr. Adrian Warman. Hi, everybody. So uh, I think we're going to kick off straight off. Um, there's got to be some technology news, and I think we know where that's going. Adrian, Adrian, what have you got for us, man? Well, I've got two items. The the first is a very timely piece of news, and that is that we are just a few hours away from the launch of the Mobile World Congress 2015, which takes oh. place in Barcelona. Oh. This will be the place to be for all things mobile. The latest <laughs> gadgets, wearables, smooth and flexible things that wrap around your wrist. Um, I like those the best. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, we're recording this just a couple of days before the official kickoff of uh, the Congress, so we don't know for sure what's going to be appearing, but we can be pretty certain there's going to be some very, very cool gadgets. Wearables, definitely. Oh, Top rumors. Um, you name it, there'll be something that we're going to be seeing in terms of the state-of-the-art technology. My guess would be a combination of wearables and Internet of Things will be the, the two main categories for new technologies. Right, okay. So fridges that automatically <coughs> order beer for you. That's right, yes. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah, while dangling from your wrist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a fridge dangling from your wrist. Absolutely. Right. It's amazing what miniaturization can do these days. <laughs> That's a tiny yes. bit of that. Yeah. Yes. And then the, uh, the other big piece of technology news is a comparatively recent one, which is the discovery of a threat technology called Superfish. Now, what makes this particularly interesting is that Superfish has been included as a standard part of software packages on Lenovo home computers. Right. And it's a particularly disturbing sort of technology because what it actually does is to intercept the network traffic between your computer and the Internet so that advertisements can be introduced into the stream. So if you're going to a particular website that would normally be showing you advertisements X, Y, and Z, uh, the Superfish technology will step in, almost like a man-in-the-middle type attack, and introduce its own adverts instead. Now, that doesn't sound necessarily too bad, but unfortunately the way that it does it is by compromising the security root certificates on, on your um, laptop. That's not good. It's not good. And what mm. makes it even worse is that the security route, uh, the security certificates, the, the password for those 
has been identified and is now out in the open. Ooh. What that means is that a genuine man in the middle of attack could take place, could take place yeah, where absolutely. anybody is actually spoofing to, to say um, that they are somebody else. So if you've got one of the uh, Lenovo devices that have been affected and it is listed on their website, you really ought to act very, very quickly because to all intents and purposes, every single one of your secure transactions, your networking use is at risk. I'm, try I'm trying not to swear in aghastness. Mm. Um, but I, uh, for two reasons. One, because simplistically that, that's shocking. That's it a is. shocking um, it is. breach. It is. And secondly, that, that we're actually providing some genuinely useful information mm. on Hersley FM. Yeah. So well, well done. Once <laughs> again, the, thing, isn't it? <laughs> the, 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 the source of, of, the, of, the, of the information is not perhaps a surprise. <laughs> However, the fact that we have actually got something useful for our listener is mm. amazing. Mm. Time for a lie down, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I definitely need a lie down. Good yeah. grief. That's, that's, that sounds nasty. I don't want to dwell on it, but damn. I mean, for, to start with, I, just one thing that you did mention there. Um, when you say intrinsically it's not bad to hijack advertising feeds and provide more adverts for you, uh, that is bad. That is, I, I'm, I'm not fond of advertising. I know it makes the internet go round and all that stuff. I, I do get that, but I'm not a fan. I think when, when I want to find something, I'll come and find you. Don't ring me up, mm -hmm. plaster screens, send me things through my front door that tell me I need something that I don't need. Um, but you know, yeah. well, the economics of the internet—that's a whole other topic that we can uh, skip gently past we should, for the moment. Well, we can for the moment. We should we should find Revisit an expert it. on that, shouldn't we? Yeah, that would yeah, be interesting. Well, we were going to talk to Ben Man, weren't he? But he's now he's now our man in Africa. Hmm. So um, so we'll have to um, we'll have to get him from the from the subcontinent down yes. there, and yes. maybe he can talk to us a bit about internet economics. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's he knows all that sort of stuff. Yeah. brilliant. That was fantastic. Thank you, Adrian. You're welcome. Um, John, John, yes. you've, been, you've been surprisingly quiet. Have you been like clicking and googling away to find something? <laughs> I, I have been. I've, I have been doing that as well, but I have been uh, muting myself so I don't cough and splutter in your in your general direction. <laughs> We're all so rough, aren't we? I do it now. <laughs> but I do my step toe impression. Uh, I forgot. I need to know where that. Is. <laughs> where is that mute button? I sound like a seventy-year-old <laughs> smoker today. It's shocking. Harold! <laughs> Harold! Harold! Exactly, old man! <laughs> oh, Adrian's gone. Oh, Adrian's gone. Yeah, that <laughs> is very, very spooky. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, so, so I've got something going to blow you away. Really? Blow me away. Blow me. I am sitting comfortably. Okay, all right. Prepare, prepare, prepare yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cry it then. We're having a British comedy retrospective. Yeah, that show was uh, was uh, was filmed uh, about ten miles away from my, from my parents' lived. That do you know what that doesn't surprise me? <laughs> that came out a lot more insulting than I expected it to, and I'm pleased with the results. Thank so, you. <laughs> Another win for Hersley. Absolutely. Another win. <laughs> but before I forget what this thing actually is, it will it will blow you away. But 16 nuclear reactor sites were discovered, which are 1.7 billion years old. What? No. <laughs> now, Straight uh, up. Immediately, immediately, immediately they... I'm into alien territory there. <laughs> immediately. And... I should shut up. I'm showing up. And they ran... They were, it wasn't just a one reaction. They ran for several hundred thousand years. 
I'll just I, give a moment of pause there, yeah. so you can you can just drink in that information. <laughs> I'm drinking that in. So you're telling me that, that we found nuclear reactors that 16. have been running for a long time. Sixteen. Yeah, they've been running for a while now, but they they, were, they started running 1.7 billion years ago. Where are they? And were ran for uh, they're in a place called Gabon in Africa. The only the only place on the planet where these things actually exist. We've we asking. We need to ask Ben Mann about that as well. Why? Why he needs to know, sooner? He needs to know everything about Africa on other. He needs to be blamed for this. If yeah. there's anyone to blame, it would be him. Did you start a nuclear reaction? One point seven million. <laughs> so, did you? Okay, let, did let you me tell me. No, no, go on, go on. No, no, no. Sorry, I was, I was making a rubbish joke. <laughs> No, no, no. Out with it. Out with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're waiting. Properly. Share it with everybody. Class. There we go. <laughs> How many times did I hear that? <laughs> I think we all want to hear Jez's joke, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't. I was thinking out loud. <laughs> so, to give a little bit of perspective on this, um, so, 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 uh, this came around because a French company which was sourcing uranium for um, more, well, what was it more traditional, but for more conventional uh, nuclear reactions, uh, nuclear reactors, um, discovered that the, there was a particular isotope in this uranium which was um, depleted far below than one would, one would imagine, one would find typical in uranium. So I think there, there is this uh, particular this isotope exists in a, a certain quantity. Um, in all uranium deposits. Um, I think it's U235, I think. Um, yes, in fact, I'm reading it now. Uh, U235. Uh, but it was down to about, it seemed minimal, 0 0.006 rather than 0 0.007 something. But because um, the constraints and the governance over fissionable material were so tight, they had to launch an investigation as to where all this must have gone. So they traced, the back, traced it back to um, <clears throat> the mining of this uranium in Gabon, a place called Okla, I think it is. And they found 16 of these sites, which appeared to be, appeared to be uh, nuclear reactors, but made simply from um, a granite undersurface, um, then there's a layer of this kind of uranium-rich ore. On top of that, there is then sandstone, and then there's also groundwater. And so what was happening was the, the conditions are right for a nuclear reaction to take place, but rather than just go boom, and that was that, um, the water was then naturally used to cool the reaction down, and then the, the water boiled away, and as soon as the water boiled away, the reaction started again, and then once the water was all boiled away, it came back, um, and then... It cooled, it cooled down the reaction, and so it sustained it for over 100,000 years. And I think it produced something like, um, I think it was a couple of hundred kilowatts of power for each one for hundreds of thousand, well, I think well over 100,000 years, which is just phenomenal from a point of view of a nuclear reaction, which was 1.7 billion years before you know we'd even started to play with it ourselves. Com uh, That's bonkers, isn't it? It is. It's a, it could be... Absolutely incredible. Could be completely natural. Could be just one of those um, accidents of, of of geology and resources being the right place and the right time to kick off this this, this reaction. But strangely enough, it's not happened anywhere else. It's or, all in the local vicinity. I mean, it's a positive. To posit an alternative theory, maybe it was a very advanced central heating system created by Neanderthals or yeah. dinosaurs. Well, 
or dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs sensing the apocalypse. Mm. It wasn't T-Rex, though, because their hands are virtually... No, they have tiny little hands, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, remind me of Tour de France cyclists. Mm. They're a bit of T-Rex-like, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Useless mini-grabbing hands. Wearing yellow <laughs> shirts. <laughs> but I'm sorry, digress. I'm what was around 1.7 billion years ago, and then there wasn't very much. You know? not, not an awful lot. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What, what, what era is that? It's not Cretaceous. Google. Cretaceous. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what era was <laughs> 1.7 What happened 1.7 billion years ago? Was it what billion? Was it? What what happened, it's so the Precambrian era. Precambrian. Okay. Was Pre-Cambrian. it billion or million? Billion. I thought it was a million, John. No, billion. Billion. Mm. One point. Yeah, one point seven billion years ago. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I, I, I I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pull back my previous joke. Pre-Cambrian. The, <laughs> the, the rubbish. It's already forgotten. Yeah, Let's right. move on. I remember it well. It was either Allied did have a sale on. I think. So it it does posit <laughs> it does posit the um the question, doesn't it? Okay, so if it could happen naturally. Can we recreate those circumstances for it to happen naturally again and tap the resort, the resultant output? Well, well you I could guess argue so. that it's going to happen naturally because that's what the sun's doing all the time, isn't it? But it's just mm. the right connection, collection of combination of circumstances. Yeah, I mean, usually getting rid of the uh, rather you know unsightly side effect of heavy radiation. Mm. Well, yeah, and, and the interesting thing about this is is that now looking at the sites. Uh, as an inspiration for the disposal of nuclear waste in uh, an actual way. Yeah, that, well, that, that's that's the other side of it, isn't it? Maybe we because we do have a waste problem, um, yeah. and they sort of bury it in landfills. But if you can put it into somewhere where it's just going to quietly sort itself out, that be and and then tap it for benefit. Yeah, that's brilliant. I like yeah, that. it's got a nice uh, I mean, environmental they, feel to it. They've got a lovely uh, diagram of it, which showing how it works. It looks. I mean, it looks phenomenally simple. The interesting thing is, though, given its natural occurrences, why only that one place? Why hasn't it occurred anywhere else on the face of the planet? And why were there 16 around, uh, 16 sites which took place within this area? But no one oh, I mean, I'm always going to go with the theory that that was some other civilization mm. at some point. Mm. You know, it, yeah. it feels like 16 sites. Okay, so, you know. They say the theory has always been that um, Africa is the cradle of civilization. Mm-hmm. It may be no coincidence that they're finding yep. evidence of complex chemistry going on in yes. that area. Yes, you know it's, it. Kind of, it it seems a little bit too convenient to be coincidence for me. Yeah, yeah. It's it's strange that it's occurred in nowhere else. It's strange that there are, given that it wasn't a one-off occurrence uh, in this place, there were sixteen, 16. of these things. I know it's bonkers. It's crazy, isn't it? absolutely. It's absolutely that's an amazing find. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Happy to help. Excellent. Really, really again, good. Yeah, nice one. Cool. Okay, so um, I've got um, I've got a this week in technology update that we can mm, do. like a awesome. quick fast action rock and roll. Let's go. Jump in if you got thoughts. Right. So first, uh, energy news. Uh, Tesla is working on a battery that can power your home and even help large scale utilities store energy more efficiently. It could pr- begin production in as little as six months. I've got a related item for Tesla. Okay, Just a quickie. The new Tesla car, apparently, if you type in on the dashboard the sequence T for Tesla 007, it shows you a display of the underwater submarine car that James Bond uses. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Lotus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't see this, it's going to be an audio. But they John's just, ordering. Like, he's squeeing. Squee! I think, John, I think John is ordering a Tesla right yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay, robotics news. The uh, UCAL hospital, I think that's the University of California, is it? Yeah. Hospital, has launched fleets of about 25 smart robots named Tug that deliver drugs. Clean linens and oh, it's clean linens and meals. That's an unfortunate. Right? And add and take away medical waste. So they've mm. got like, automated smart robots. That's cool because that could help uh, with the sort of nursing shortages that are going on. Useful. Okay, AI news. Microsoft's newest deep learning system beats humans, scoring a 4.9% error rate for the classification of images in the recognized ImageNet data set compared with 5.1% error rate amongst humans. Mm. It's coming. It's mm. coming. Yeah. When, you, when you said the Tesla bit earlier on, I thought you were going to say if you put in T1000, it turned, it tries to kill you. No, that would be scary. That, that would be scary. scary. Yeah. Yeah. And not much of a sales pitch either. No, well, <laughs> would you ever know? <laughs> You notice there's there's a lot of second-hand Teslas on the market. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> With mysteriously low mileage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, I think we find that that could be the uh, the reason why all those combine harvesters followed that man in Interstellar, which for no actual reason... I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Spoiler you haven't alert. seen Spoiler it? Alert. I haven't seen it yet. <gasps> oh, it's no, a fantastic no, film. I'll, I'll do a review thing. when I've seen it. Oh. Yeah, John, oh. quiet, please. Oh, yes. Maybe, I mean, if, if you think about Tesla and the possibility that they are T-1000s, I would imagine with the with the US, um, our US friends' relentless positivity, they would still buy them thinking that, but I might get the good one that was in Terminator 2. Mm. It could be all the evil ones that you see dotted around the landscape in the general yeah. Terminator movies, yeah. but there would be a relentless positive. No, I could end up with the good one. See, the trouble with all of these films about uh, wherever machines take over the world is that there is always somebody who's going to survive or there's going to be the good robot or whatever. And we naturally tend to associate ourselves with that. We are convinced that even if it is the apocalypse, we are going to be the one or two people who actually manage to somehow survive. We are going to be the heroes in the real life movie, but no. Well, are you not? Because I am. <laughs> that's, totally, that's totally me you just described there. No, I'm a, I'm a classic red shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic I'm, Dr. Red shirt. Yeah, I'm the one that's happily building the machines that'll take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there you have the Hursley FM demographic. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, drone news. Uh, Flyability's quote-unquote gimbal drone won a million-dollar competition for its ability to squeeze into tight indoor spaces and bounce off obstacles during search and rescue missions. That is cool. That's cool. Search and rescue drones, that's going to be awesome, isn't it? Because Mm. they can literally go where humans can't. And I mean, drone technology is so good now. You get brilliant camera technology, brilliant GPS, you know exactly where everything is. They could map the route to it. They could be all sorts of brilliant uses for like indoor search and rescue, well search and rescue is the obvious yes. one but, yeah. but mapping out complex caves and sewer systems and checking cave-ins, all sorts of stuff yeah. it's brilliant yeah. uh, other robotics news uh, Rewalk is the first FDA approved exoskeleton that works like a mechanical set of legs and crutches 
allowing paralyzed people to walk autonomously for the first time. Oh, nice work. Wow. That is amazing, isn't it? Are they, they going to paint them yellow and have great big arms, power lift or something? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. And Why wouldn't you? flamethrowers. Yeah, Why wouldn't you? I mean, that's the point, isn't it? Why exactly. Why would you attach an arc yeah. welder to With a, a, a rotating yellow light on top and everything. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. I would. Helping would fit in nicely, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no, come on in. <laughs> open the door when you come in. <laughs> you have to come round the back. I've got to open the double patio doors to let you in. <laughs> oh, I need to do a brief, brief cut. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. Oh, hello. Oh. Oh, that's, that doesn't look good, does it? Oh, that oh, does not look I good. I tell you what, the audio listener is very, very lucky. Oh, <laughs> that, mute button, that mute button is very useful. Oh, oh, my goodness me. I'll just put my trousers back on. Yes. I, I, that, may, that may have spawned a new life form. <laughs> <laughs> the walls in this room were white before that happened, and now they're kind of a green colour. <laughs> so, as you can tell, listener, I am uh, suffering a little bit and have been for a week or so with a lovely cough and cough. But, um, oh, that's the other phone. Security uh, sorry, my landline phone was going off. And now a short message from the sponsors. <laughs> we are going yeah, we're going to have to pause for a second there. So, um, I think we made a promise not so long ago, uh, here at Hersley FM, to uh, talk about graphic novels, and we each promised to read a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. I think sufficient time has passed. I may have read a few in that mm -hmm. time, because I generally do. Um, and, John, I know you wanted to talk very briefly about one. <laughs> 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 I'm just practicing the stand. <laughs> With this, I like to be as equal to prize as the listener as to what I'm going to be saying, so no thought to what I've got into this <laughs> to, at all. So, um, I had picked up the sequel to The, not, the, the Dark Knight uh, Strikes. Hello! Ah, wait a minute. Oh, incoming. Look at these people. Yes, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hiya. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, hi. Is it Maeve? Is your name Maeve? Yeah. Nice to meet you, Maeve. <laughs> you clearly take after your daddy, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Maid, what we like to call a nutter. Do you want to pop downstairs and finish Peter Get Batman, sweetheart? Why do you have somebody else doing a quick review and then we can come back to May when okay. that's done? Yeah, right. that's fine. Yeah, okay, okay. okay. Let me just... So John's going, John's going on mute to okay. uh, manage the situation. Oh dear, oh dear! Didn't he do well? Uh, I, sorry, I was not. I was not being very supportive there. I was just too busy laughing at. John yeah, John. exactly. I was in exactly the same boat. Way too was. much. Yeah. Way too much fun. And we can still see it going on. So, um, so I think after that little extravaganza, we're going to run out of time a bit. So I, I'll just do a very quick graphic novel recommendation, which is um, the uh, graphic novelization. I think I might be making something like that of um, Stephen King's The Dark Tower. Magnum oh yes. Opus. Oh yeah. yes. Yes. And um, it's, so I don't know if, uh, for those that have read it, I'm, I'm going to be very careful with spoilers. Um, for those that have read it, um, you, you, you get sort of flashbacks within the books. 
as you go yeah. through. I think I think yeah. there's seven or eight books at the point. But you get you know to build the story of the the world and the background and, and uh, of uh, Roland the Shane's you know mm. upbringing as a boy and so on and so forth because mm. he's the gunslinger in in the books, right? Yeah. Um, the, uh, the the initial five initial five graphic novels were commissioned um, to to tell the background story uh, before the actual books pick up the story and I think it was just done as a, as a, a single piece of work absolutely stunning I mean they were just they breathtaking you know every, every cell of every page is exactly like the quality given to the front cover of most graphic novels I and mean, it's just so deep really? it's rich it's, it's stunning it's Gosh. absolutely beautiful. And I think there was a there must have been a marginal success for that, because now they've decided what it, what they appear to be doing now is telling the whole story. Mm. Um, so they've segued from him as a boy straight into telling the actual Dark Tower story, which mm. is amazing. And I, I don't if I carry on talking about, it, I'm going to end up doing a spoiler, and I want to drop a spoiler. Stunning mm. stuff, absolutely wow. brilliant. Wow. Um, I highly recommend it. Awesome. So yeah, that would be my graphic novel recommendation. Mm. Adrian. Well, can I can I slip in two more quick little observations? Very quick. I think very I think quick. we're very close to wrapping up. So rock and okay, roll. Right. Yeah. First one is apparently Harrison Ford has signed up to be, to play uh, Deckard again in the sequel to Blade Runner. Really? Oh yes. Ah. And the other fascinating one is if you remember in the original Blade Runner movie, there's a sequence right at the beginning where they carry out a test on people to try and identify if they are replicants. They do, yeah. They use the exact same question sequence for some political candidates over in the States. Really? Quite a significant number of people <coughs> who would have been classified as replicants. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it is a prescribed, pre-programmed response. Yes. That's not really a surprise, is it? Yeah, politics, exactly. It? <laughs> they, could, they could have done the same with football players in post-match interviews. Yes, they could. It would, yeah. it would have been exactly the Here is my pre-programmed, prescribed response. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. That's a beautiful note to end on. That we think the politicians are pre-programmed. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, thanks, chaps. That Terrific. was superb. We might we might be doing a bit of cut shop and editing, but we might drop in a little bit of um of John's daughter oh, interrupting yes. proceedings because oh, that yes. is one of the most entertaining things I've seen. Definitely. Please value it. Johnny Mac, Mr. Jezzelinko, and Dr. Adrian Warman, best writing technology, like a colossus, it's Hursley FM.